Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. All right, Annie, I have a question for you for today's Monday Mini. Do you remember the first protest you ever took part in and what it was for? Yes. I protested. I was in seventh grade. It would be 2002. Seventh grade. Wow. Yeah. I protested against, I believe it was Afghanistan. Like the violence in the Middle East and like the Mm -hmm. war. They were all talking about like, oh, we're going to go to a war in Iraq and maybe Afghanistan. And I was in my small town, Dahlonega, and I brought donuts and I was the hit of the protest. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you were. Yes. And then I I protested pretty soon after about like an environmental thing, but that got shut down because there was this big push to go around riding your bike naked. It was a it wasn't just me that came up with this idea. It was a thing that was happening. But anyway, oh, got it got you. shut down. Yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So I think the first protest that I actually was a part of was the beginning of Black Lives Matter and the Trayvon Martin protest, especially with the acquittal. And I remember I was really scared because I was working for the Department of Juvenile Justice. Mm -hmm. And there is a part in our contract that states that we cannot be a part of anything that looks like it's trying to overthrow the government, which, by the way, (laughs) still trying to figure out how people were able to participate with a riot and not fired. Yeah. Confused because that was a blatant <laughs> part of our state contract. And as in fact, apparently it has something to do with federal grants as well. Hmm. They get money by having people sign this and making sure to allow that. It also goes with like the unionization and all of that right. within the government agency. So I remember being really kind of scared, but feeling like it was so important that I had to be there, but definitely shying away from all the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope, yeah. nope, can't be here. But mm-hmm. I remember just like the camaraderie and then the overall uh, feel that it still wasn't enough. Yeah. But at that time, that's all I feel like I could do. And today, friends, we are actually going to talk about the continued protest in Poland. Mm -hmm. But it's been several, several days since the protest as the women's strike movement has taken back the streets uh, once again to protest Poland's current almost total ban in the country. Yeah. And we talked in a previous episode on... What was known as one of the largest pro-abortions rights protests in the country due to the possibility of the ultra-conservative administration's proposal of the near total ban on abortion. But now, as we've hit this new year running, the law has been ruled by the Constitutional Tribunal, which is made up of those appointed by the Conservative Party of Law and Justice, or the PIS, and published to come into effect. Right, so the current ruling party of Poland, known as the Law and Justice Party, or PIS, came into power in 2015 with the promise of, quote, return to more conservative social norms. And as expected, abortion is one of the biggest and highly divisive issue within this predominantly Catholic country, and the Law and Justice Party made sure to take up that helm. Just as a reminder, though there are only 1,000 legal abortions a year in Poland, women's organizations estimate the number of annual illegal abortions or abortions obtained abroad could be as high as 80,000 to 120,000. Of those 1,000 legal abortions, 98% of them were granted due to severe fetal defect, which is a reason this new ruling has done away with. So it's getting rid of that, which means that the only legal justifications for abortion as this goes into effect are the women's life and health if it's at risk or if the pregnancy was due to rape or incest. 
right? And of course, there's still more stipulations on top of that. And just to put in here, since October, which was when the initial ruling was proposed and was about to be published and put into effect, many of the doctors, even though it hadn't come into effect quite yet, were afraid to do any abortions at all. So they stopped altogether because they were afraid that they would be fined or at risk to be jailed, which is also a part of this new law that if any doctors are found to do an, quote, illegal abortion, they will be jailed. So that's something to think on too. And the Polish Constitution Tribunal justified its ruling, which framed it as, quote, being about defending the life in an unborn child. So that was the unconstitutional ruling of why this should be done with. And Polish legislators made sure to push the narrative to include language like child and mother rather than fetus and pregnant woman when talking about abortion. Obviously, this is an attack and a narrative that is often used as a strategy to villainize those who are pro-abortion. Right. Now, five of the 15 judges of the court did dissent, but some of their issues with it were not necessarily about the ruling and the substance, but the mere justification of it. And so after this constitutional tribunal published it, the government published the ruling, which effectively makes it into law. Right. Um, And this ban has been the first change that's been made since 1993 in Poland, which was already fairly restrictive. And of course, this sparked the nationwide protests in October of 2020, though it seemed it had stopped uh, the law from coming into place with perhaps an opportunity to discuss and further debate the ruling the ruling was published, making the ban law. And I know the leaders did have a meeting, but apparently not a meeting with any of the people who were of the centrist or the left-leaning parties. It was kind of like, hey, we're having a meeting. Okay, that's the yeah. end. But no, <laughs> nobody of note who would be in the side right. of pro-abortion was present. Right, right. Protests have continued as thousands of activists have come together to rally against the ruling and law. Many of the activists have said that this is not only about uh, abortion and the rights of people who can get pregnant, but also about the deeper implications of limiting human rights altogether. Right. Um, And though it's now, I guess, day seven, and maybe on day 106 since the protests began in October, the people of Poland continue even though arrests and threats have been made by the government. On Thursday, January 28th, at least 14 people were detained, including one of the leaders of the women's strike organization that helped organize the protests, Klementina Suhanov, who was released on Saturday, January 30th, and she was charged and found guilty in a very quick trial, uh, including charges for trespassing and for uh, nailing a poster to a door at the Constitutional Court in Warsaw. She had put up a poster with a celebration of the new abortion laws in Argentina, which we recently talked about as well, as a way of expressing hope that Poland would also follow suit. The protesters have been met with police barricades and pepper spray, but they still persist. The government has not made any statements in regards to the new round of protests all over the nation, but they seem to continue to hold on to the statement released in October when they said people protesting the abortion ban were, quote, criminals and that their actions were irresponsible during the pandemic, though they didn't seem to regard the ban coming during a pandemic and limiting reproductive health care at this time as irresponsible. Right. Um, And there's support for the protests 
uh, around the world, including those near them. Many organizations have come together to help fund, transport, or accompany many of those seeking safe abortions outside of Poland, such as going to countries where abortion is legal, specifically Argentina, as well as those who have come to protest with them in Poland. But for those of us who can't be there, there are ways to help, including bringing recognition to what is happening, as well as financially supporting the women's strike organizations, which we will put a link up to soon. But they are still protesting and, and definitely still needing those to shine a light on what's happening in Poland. Yes. And as always, if there are any resources you want us to shout out or if anyone's in Poland and wants to share your experience of what's going on, please let us know. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff Never Told You or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.